Is he recording two episodes back to back? You damn skippy he is. This is the Movie News Rundown. Starting now. So last episode, I went on a bit of a, a rant about the DCEU film slate and uh, the recent news coming out of Joaquin Phoenix being cast as the Joker for an apparent origin movie that may or may not be happening. But basically what I was talking about is how DC has been in this trend of laying down all these movie slates, movie titles for for projects that may or may not come down the pipeline because none of them have definitive release dates and none of them have necessarily been greenlit. They're just in development at this point. And one of those many, many titles that they announced that they were going to do alongside with Batgirl, Gotham City Sirens, a Harley Quinn spinoff, three Joker spinoffs, Suicide Squad 2, all these titles that with no release dates or any inclination that they're going to be happening, one of those is a Nightwing solo film being directed by Chris McKay. Now, he, the last known thing that he's done is the Lego Batman film. And so this news was announced, you know, I think last year at some point, that he was going to be directing the Nightwing film. But with the thing that separates this from the other projects that have been coming out is that this has always had new updates coming out of it uh, sort of script updates, you know, Chris McKay is pretty vocal on Twitter about the project, you know, how it's coming along and all those, all those things. And the latest news to come from this project specifically is that Chris McKay took to Twitter recently to ask, if you were to cast Nightwing, what is the most important quality you would look for in an actor? And the three choices he gave were recognizable movie star, a badass martial artist, Romani, which I don't even know what that's about. I think that's an inside DC joke that I'm not aware of, and vulnerable and emotional. Um, so <laughs> he's asked, he's basically getting audience participation to see what kind of attributes should this Nightwing actor have. And, uh, and then there was another tweet that came out not too long after uh, that Chris McKay actually sort of replied to from uh, Geek Vibes Nation saying, we've gotten Joker news, Lobo news, Deadpool trailers, Venom trailers. Now I need some Nightwing news. So what we got? And Chris McKay replied, hi, some early V-Day news. Nightwing script expected very soon. Working on Ripomatic to show studio. This is going to be a long process. Don't expect casting news anytime soon. We are taking our time. Expect big things from DC, Jeff Johns, and WB team. Exciting year ahead. So we're not going to get a casting announcement anytime soon. That is clear here. Uh, but out of these four sort of attributes for a lead actor who would play Nightwing, recognizable movie star, I could do with or without. I mean... I don't think it really matters at that point. We've gotten heroes before who were very recognizable movie stars, but like, aren't everyone in the movie industry kind of recognizable at this point? I mean, I would think they wouldn't just choose a complete unknown 
I mean, they'd probably choose someone from that has been had experience from one project or the other. Now, whether that's like an A-lister celebrity or someone who's just been in like the CW television world, that's, you know, hearsay. Badass martial artist, that's pretty damn important, I would think. I mean, with the Ben Affleck choice for Batman, and then his fight scenes in the film, it was hard to tell if it was him or not, but they had the luxury of having a full-faced cowl for Batman, so it'd be really hard to tell if it was Ben Affleck or not doing those martial arts moves, but with Nightwing, it's just the eye mask. So I would think... And then you got vulnerable and emotional. I mean, can't we have all three? Does it really have to be one or the other? I mean, maybe for me, if you found an unknown actor who was super already very vulnerable and emotional, but also just happened to be a badass martial artist first, I think I might go with that. Because Robin, Dick Grayson, is one of the most agile martial arts-based characters in the Batman world I mean aside from Batman especially but to have the acrobatic quality that gymnast quality kind of like Tom Holland did with Spider-Man where he was a gymnast already and that gave so much to the role I think they should do that with Nightwing here what do you guys think let me know this just in Romani are actually an ethnic group from Europe that are sometimes referred to gypsies as an ethnic slur so Dick Grayson Robin being a traveling sort of being involved in a traveling circus, I guess that would kind of make sense, but in the comics, he's also not from Europe. He's from Gotham City, so I'm not really sure if they're thinking maybe changing the ethnicity of the character for that purpose, but interesting nonetheless. Black Panther, one of the potentially biggest Marvel films to date is only days away with pre-sale tickets, breaking box office records. This is one of the most hyped films to have come out in quite some time. And although there are no real new news coming out about the film, this little interesting tidbit just came out that apparently director Ryan Coogler at the end of the end credits leaves a, a thank you a personal shout out to Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover uh, for apparently helping out with the Black Panther script. And when, sort of in a recent interview, uh, someone asked Ryan Coogler why was there a shout out to them, he, uh, he stated that Donald and Stephen actually gave me notes on a draft. They came and took a day and they were really busy and they took a day and they read the draft and gave us notes. It wasn't that kind of thing where it was change this, change that. We were looking at ways to highlight a few more character things with specifically Shiri, where she fo pokes fun at her brother. Donald's one of the funniest people that I know, so he had some interesting ideas. Add cra uh, Steven's crazy talented as well. So that's pretty sweet. I mean, not only with all the things going that's going for this film with great actors, great hype, great marketing, it's a Marvel movie, the, the album just dropped not too while ago, the soundtrack is fantastic, that now Donald Glover and his brother have put their little tiny contribution to <laughs> this process as well. So now you can say this whole project has Ryan Coogler involved, it has uh, Chadwick Boseman involved, it has... Donald Glover involved in a small uh, aspect. It has all these things going for it. So it's, I don't know, this is just a little small tidbit, but I thought it was really fun to 
to include because this film's momentum just keeps going and going and going and just to hear that Donna Glover had anything to do with this just makes me as a Donna Glover fan lose my shit. So good on you, Black Panther. It's no secret that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the biggest, and literally, <laughs> biggest movie stars of our time. And recently, with all of his success, Jumanji, Fast and the Furious films, whatever this guy touches, it turns out to be pure gold, money-wise, box office-wise, all that. So it's no surprise that his newest film that he just got the sign-off for, uh, that's titled Red Notice, The Rock is now getting an all-time high payday of $20 million. Um, the film Red Notice is going to be written and directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber, who also did the movies Central Intelligence and the recent film uh, yet to be released, Skyscraper, that came out with a really big, ambitious uh, Super Bowl trailer. And uh, apparently there was a bidding war for the film between all the major players, Universal Pictures, Warner Brothers, Paramount Pictures, Sony, and uh, Universal ended up winning it. How? Uh, and they will be handing it off to Legendary Pictures to produce it. So there's no word yet on how much they actually paid for the film, but I'm guessing it was a lot considering they're going to pay just Dwayne Johnson alone $20 million. Um, and this is actually kind of interesting because if you go to uh, Dwayne's Instagram uh, account, there is a picture that he has having dinner with two producing his two producing partners and Ross and Marshall Thurber. And it's them all toasting it to dinner, basically saying, we just, uh, you know, Rawson, who was my director and writer for Central Intelligence and recently Skyscraper, just pitched to me yet another fantastic original movie idea. And my production team loved it. I loved it. So we just gave the OK, let's do it. Cheers. And we are ready to go. So I'm guessing that this was the picture in question that they all had that dinner about. So looks like we're well, obviously we're going to get another Dwayne Johnson action film. Uh, skyscrapers coming out soon rampage is coming out soon this dude is on a roll and man he just made a 20 million dollar club so good on you Dwayne. and um hopefully these pictures keep going because you know with few exceptions most action stars do well and there's always a tipping point i mean man he did actually have a tipping point recently anyone watch baywatch hello that movie is terrible <laughs> But it was one of those things that it came out and it was terrible and nobody seemed to care. Most people, when they have a box office bomb, it really hurts their cred. It uh, damages their popularity a bit. But that movie came out, it bombed, and it seemed like three months later we got Jumanji and no one gave a crap. Um, there seems to be, there's this uh, sort of trend in Hollywood that if you have three bombs in a row, then you're then you're done, like you're in movie jail and you don't have anything come out for a while. But that blip was so minute, and I guess it wasn't really Dwayne that was bad in the film either. It was just the overall kind of concept and tone of it that was off. But I'm really hoping that it keeps his stride and keeps these films going, because Jumanji was awesome. I liked Central Intelligence. I thought it was pretty fun. 
uh, not the best, but they've obviously gotten better as they go along. And Skyscraper actually looks pretty interesting. And I used to play Rampage, the arcade game, all the time. And I used to take the ferries coming from Pendaround to Vancouver. So I'm pretty stoked to see that as well. And uh, good job, Dwayne. So when it comes to original programming, um, online content, there's obviously a few names that come to mind. You got your Netflix, you got your Hulu, uh, I guess CBS is kind of in the game now with, with Star Trek and with their um, online content. And the space just seems to give it getting bigger and bigger. Studios and networks are trying to always find, you know, ways they can join that space. How can we become sort of an online studio? How can we be the next Netflix. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, it's kind of big in the States, but in Canada, we don't really have it. But it's a thing that Facebook has been pushing for the last year or so, more so in the States, and it's called Facebook Watch. And Facebook Watch is basically Facebook's attempt to be their own YouTube. They've gathered a bunch of YouTube creators, um, in like uh, big influencers to kind of put their spin on a new show or a concept and they have it on Facebook and you can go to these episodes uh, home page and they have it as the, the sort of the cover videos up there as a trailer for the show and it has episodes down beneath it um, and it's a very cool concept and it kind of sucks because in Canada I would love to start my own Facebook watch page rather than a YouTube page because the ability to have your content be shared is a huge advantage that YouTube doesn't have. The only thing is Facebook doesn't seem to, as of yet, monetize the view content than YouTube does. I, I mean, and by that I mean, if you start your own random Facebook business page, let's say, and you make it a comedy page and you make videos on there and you get it shared, and has like millions of views, you're not getting paid for any of those. If you pitch a Facebook watch show, then they will pay you much like a studio will to make the content. But with YouTube, if you just put your content out there and it gets millions of views, you get the money for it, it becomes monetized. So they're really trying to push this further and, and in pushing it further, they have announced that Elizabeth Olsen who is famously right now Scarlet Witch in the Avengers, uh, will produce and star in a dramedy series for Facebook Watch. Now, they haven't said exactly what the title is going to be. The uh, The rumor is that it, she, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, will be a young widow dealing with grief while reconnecting with relationships from her past. Um, the show will be executive produced by... Uh, James Pondalt and Lizzie Wise as a showrunner, and Kit Steinkliner as the creator and writer of the series. Um, and the episodes would be around 10 altogether. So yeah, man, they're, uh, they're going all in with this. I mean, they have a few good shows already, but most of them are, like I said, YouTuber influencers, I think there's even some Instagram influencers in, in there, a lot of skit shows, a lot of like reality kind of based shows, but they don't have a fully developed series yet. And it looks like they're banking on Elizabeth Olsen to bring that to them. And I think if that rolls out in that way, would they then make Facebook Watch available around the world? I mean, right now you can go into your Facebook if you're not in the US and you can like look up 
what shows are on Facebook Watch. And if you type them into Facebook, you can find those pages. But if you tried, you cannot create your own Facebook Watch page yet. So this could be a way for them to get more global attention, to kind of roll it out, uh, to make people aware of the product that maybe up until now, they've just been testing in the US and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And if they get a big star behind a show that's produced only on Facebook Watch, maybe that'll be their way to kind of roll it out to the world and explain kind of what it is and make people have more people con uh, be contributors to that space. But I'm stoked, man. I'm always very excited when new tech companies and new creators are able to give us more spaces to create and more uh, can attribute to more voices in the world. So I hope this goes through, man, because I'm a big fan of obviously of Facebook and I would love to get Facebook watch available all over the world. And if this is a vehicle that does it, I am all in. That's it for today, guys. Thank you all out there for listening to this. Thanks to me, who actually got an episode out twice in a row. Uh, hopefully, I'll keep that trend going and have another one out for you tomorrow. I just finished Altered Carbon on Netflix, and holy crap, guys, it is so good. Uh, I'm going to do a review of that very soon. So thanks again, everyone, and put down the remote and go watch a motherfucking movie.